Blog Talk Radio. At Firefly Willows LIVE, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media-rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us. Host a show or be a guest or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable changemakers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E presents Healing Conversations, featuring your host, Mildred Lynn McDonald. Good morning, everyone. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I am your host for Healing Conversations live from Sebastopol, California. And joining me today for the weekly roundtable is John Caracella. Good morning. Deb Caracella. Good morning. And Heisey Ludemers. Hello. What we're going to talk about is a passage that I came across maybe three years ago. And it's one of those things like throwing spaghetti on the wall. It sticks. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to read the passage to our listeners and then invite our hosts, Hi C, Deb and John, to provide some commentary in three areas. So first of all, I'm going to read the passage, then I'll share the three questions, and then we'll see what John and Hi C and Deb have to offer. All right, here it goes. It's called The Wise Woman and the Stone. A wise woman was traveling in the mountains, and she found a precious stone in a stream. The next day, she met another traveler who was hungry, and the wise woman opened her bag to share her food. The hungry traveler saw the precious stone and asked the woman to give it to him. She did so without hesitation. The traveler left, rejoicing in his good fortune. He knew the stone was worth enough to give him security for a lifetime. But in a few days, he came back. He returned to the place where he saw the wise woman, and he came to return the stone. I've been thinking, he said. I know how valuable the stone is but I will give it back to you in the hope that you can give me something even more precious. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me the stone. So I'll repeat the last line. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me the stone. Author unknown. So that's the passage and what we have an opportunity to explore this morning with Devin, Heisey, and John are the following questions. What do you think or feel the wise woman had within her that enabled her to give the other traveler her precious stone? So that would be the first question. The second question is, what is your precious stone? And the third question is, would you be able to give the precious stone away? Or who would you need to be in order to give the precious stone away? So would anybody like to jump in there? That's a beautiful story. So what did the woman have that enabled her to give the precious stone away? To me, that story is two things. One, non-attachment. And two, an implicit confidence or trust in the benevolence and appropriateness of the way the world unfolds. So the precious stone represents something, to me, it represents something that is transferable in the sense that you can give it away. What she has inside her is something you can't give away because once you have it inside you, it can never leave you. So you can teach it, but you can't give it. Kind of how I, I like took, that, took that story. Deborah High C. I kind of really got the same understanding of the story that John just related. The old woman 
there's a sense of contentment and peace that I sense, that I feel she must embody. She has no additional wants that are obvious. She's happy. She's content. She doesn't have a sense of yearning or need or desire outside of what already is for her. So the prospect of the potential that this precious stone embodies is not of any value to her. And so sharing it with someone else is as easy as sharing her food because what she values, she must already have. And your other questions, for myself, I'm not there yet. I don't think that I have that same sense of total contentment that it would be very simple for me should I have come upon this precious, wonderful magic stone, magic in the sense that, wow, this could provide for me for the rest of my life. I am not at a place where that wouldn't be desirous, necessary. I don't feel that I'm in a place where I wouldn't believe that that is necessary for me to hold for myself, for my own well-being. And so I envy the old woman that she has come to that place in her life where, as John said, she either has a sense of it doesn't really matter because anything that I would want will come to me and I don't need to hold this in reserve. I don't have that complete sense of freedom yet. Thank you. And I'm going to come back and ask you, what your precious stone is. And I'm going to come back and ask John that too, because I think that's a really important question. Hi, Sue, what about you? What was your take? Like John, my first way of characterizing it was certainly it was a a story and and a display of non-attachment. Now, it could be that sometimes it may be a story of we don't necessarily recognize something that is precious because perhaps she just saw it as a stone and didn't think of it as anything more than that, whereas the other person saw a certain value or preciousness in it. So it could speak to kind of like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Something that one person sees great value or preciousness in may not mean much to the other person. I also think that it demonstrated this idea of, even though she's an old woman, she still is going through life almost playing like a child, just enjoying life and saying, oh, well, you know, look at this shiny stone. I'll pick that up. But now I'll give it to somebody because I'm sure I'll find another shiny stone, the same way that a child will think, I really want that toy, play with the toy for 10 minutes, and suddenly that toy never gets played with again because now they're on to the next toy. So they don't attach this value to something that says my happiness is dependent on this thing and if this thing ever goes away I will never be happy versus they can be happy with it for a short term and then they know there will be something else that will bring them pleasure or joy or happiness and they aren't stuck on that one thing and unwilling to ever let it go even if it could bring happiness to somebody else because they get stuck in it's mine. And this is that kind of egolessness that she displayed where there is no sense of it's mine versus whatever I have is to be shared freely. And that means that I can go through life feeling unencumbered and not feeling stress about what I have and am I going to lose it and what will happen or who will I be if I don't have it because none of those thoughts seem to really arise for her because she hadn't attached any of that happiness, self-definition, etc. to that stone or to any one particular thing. And I'm also struck by that story because there's no indication that she was not willing to share her food. It was simply the person saw the stone in her bag and asked for that instead. So she wasn't trying to not give him something that he had asked for. He just saw something else and decided that's what he wanted instead. And that, to me, again, illustrates that she had that willingness and openness 
to offer him, because she simply opened her bag when he asked, you know, if that stone hadn't been in there, she would have opened her bag and the food would have been in there and she would have given him food. For myself, when I read it, I was haunted by the traveler's turmoil, by gaining everything he thought that he wanted, so that represented to me material, and then he couldn't reconcile that with himself. Somehow it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And it really played on him enough that he had to travel back and see this wise woman to find out what is the true treasure, what is truly precious, because obviously you have this. So I'd like to throw out, what is your precious stone? Do you know what your precious stone is? Do you have a precious stone that you can share with people? What would you be willing to offer to a traveler freely? So funny. Another story of the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone is apparently this mystical stone that if you possess it, you possess the secret of transmutation, the capacity to transmute lead into gold, for example. And I had a, a mystical experience where I actually was given a glimpse of how to do that. So in a, in a way, I feel like I was given to hold the Philosopher's Stone for just a few moments. And the lesson that I got from that experience was so simple and so profound that I think that's my precious stone. It's this. You can master the secret of transmutation to turn lead into gold or to convert something into something else. You can have that skill of magic. But the secret to it is to love the thing so completely, to be so intimate and so connected to it, that you love it so completely that you have no desire to change it. So in a way, the power to transmute something only appears at the moment when you no longer desire to transmute it. Anybody else want to tackle that? I would probably have to continue my train of thought from before. I'm not aware of what my precious stone might be at this point in my life. I know there are things that I would be very happy to be generous with. I don't feel that I'm in a place where I have to be stingy, where I have to be guarded. So there are many things about my time, my energy, my material possessions that I'm very happy to share with others, but there's always a little bit of a limit. I'm always very careful that I don't over share or I don't overextend, which is why perhaps the envy of the old woman it doesn't seem to concern her in the least, whether she's sharing her food or whether she's sharing this object that seems to have some value. So I don't really have a precious stone in the same way that the woman in the story had one, that I would be completely open to just giving away. And hi, C, what about you? I guess if I had to name something... I might say that my precious stone is guidance on the path. And by that, I mean, instead of being attached to any one thing being what someone may need, it's more, for example, like in the story, generally speaking, someone will come and they often will identify something that they need rather than me having to figure out what I should be giving them just like he recognized in the the bag and the stone and said, give me the stone. It wasn't her that said, no, I think that you need this stone instead of food. And so for me, I think it's trying to cultivate the willingness to offer whatever is needed by the person that they indicate because that's their inner or higher self knowing what they need in that moment to help them progress down their path in life. And than also not having attachment to anything material or even anything that I say or do that they might ask for, but instead to simply offer it freely and say, here you are, and then it's up to them to take it, 
run with it, do what they will with it, but I can't worry about what they do with it versus simply have the willingness to offer it when the need is expressed. Well, what about you, Elder Ben? What's your precious stone? My precious stone relates to this. I believe that I'm here to experience the joy of being alive. So my precious stone is my joy in living that I'm willing to open up and share with anybody. So my being, I guess mm-hmm. that would be what it is. I want to thank John and High C and Deb for really being present and offering their clear and deep thoughts on the topic area for today, the wise woman in the stone. And I'd like to invite our listeners to replay the round table, listen to the passage, and ask yourself the same questions. And you can use the guidance from John and Deb and High C and myself as four different perspectives to help you discern where you are in relationship to the wise woman and the stone. A wise woman was traveling in the mountains, and she found a precious stone in a stream. The next day, she met another traveler who was hungry, and the wise woman opened her bag to share her food. The hungry traveler saw the precious stone and asked the woman to give it to him. She did so without hesitation. The traveler left, rejoicing in his good fortune. He knew the stone was worth enough to give him security for a lifetime. But in a few days, he came back. He returned to the place where he saw the wise woman, and he came to return the stone. I've been thinking, he said. I know how valuable the stone is, but I will give it back to you in the hope that you can give me something even more precious. Give me what you have within you that enabled you to give me the stone. Author unknown. What do you think or feel the wise woman had within her that enabled her to give the other traveler her precious stone? What is your precious stone? Would you be able to give the precious stone away? Or who would you need to be in order to give the precious stone away? So thank you very much, John and Heisey and Deb. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's going to be a great show. Well, that's our roundtable for this week. Many thanks to Mildred Lynn McDonald and participants Deb and John Carousella and Heisey Lutmers. We hope you found this roundtable discussion engaging and thought-provoking. If you would like to join the conversation, visit facebook.com slash fireflywillows and add your comment under this week's roundtable post. Stay tuned. We hope you're enjoying this broadcast of Firefly Willows L-I-V-E on Blog Talk Radio. For information on Firefly Willows, please explore our website, fireflywillows.com, or like us on Facebook. Hello, this is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and I'm your host for Healing Conversations, live from Sebastopol, California. We hope that you're enjoying the show today. Wouldn't it be great if there was an online, worldwide directory that connected holistic practitioners with people looking for help? An anytime, anywhere website designed to help someone access the natural treatments they need to help free themselves from mind, body, spirit pain. If you answered an enthusiastic yes, you'll love our chat with Audrey Frawley of Vitality Link. Audrey is a passionate advocate of this thoughtfully designed online platform that uses innovation and collaboration to spread awareness and availability of holistic healing around the globe. During the show, she'll introduce us to the inner workings of Vitality Link and share how practitioners and health consumers alike 
can benefit from this inspired, groundbreaking wellness tool. She'll also tell you how you can look to Vitality Link to book a session with a practitioner, find a class, a course, a workshop, a retreat, or other information that will help you live a happier and healthier life. In addition to being a shining light at Vitality Link, Audrey balances over 25 years of management experience with certifications in Reiki, reflexology, and aromatherapy. On a fun note, she also has a keen delight in all things serendipitous. So let's beam over to Vitality Link and welcome Audrey to the show. Audrey, are you there? I am. Good morning, Mildred Lynn. How are you? I'm very well. I'd love to know what the weather is like in your part of the world. Um, currently, it's minus 25, and there is about six feet of snow on the front lawn. Oh, six feet of snow. And you in California, tell me. Well, I have a little rule. After October, when I'm talking to my Canadian friends and colleagues and people I meet along the happy trail, I don't share what the weather's like because I want to keep my <laughs> friends and colleagues. <laughs> so I'll just say that I'm here in California. And it's Sunday. Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Before mm-hmm. we get into Vitality Link, what I'd love to do is invite you to share a little bit of information about yourself. It's always challenging to talk about oneself. I am, like most people, a daughter and a mother and a wife. And I've had various jobs over the years from being a roofer to being the CEO of an IT company. So quite diverse. I have also spent some time being a holistic practitioner when I lived in a rural community. And I found that through my entire life, whether it was roofing or working for an IT company or being a holistic practitioner, I had such a passion for wellness and community, spirituality, and a really curious drive to experience new things. I've been really blessed by people that have come into my life and enhanced it. And it's my hope to be able to return the favor. And working on Vitality Link is actually part of that. Vitality Link, I know you're very passionate about it. Can you share with our listeners what exactly is Vitality Link? And equally important, what was the inspiration behind creating it? Because it's an online global wellness directory. So what's the story, the backstory there? It is an online global wellness directory, which links people in pain with holistic practitioners that can help them with their pain. And how it started was a group of individuals, some practitioners, some website designers, and some software developers, all users also of holistic treatment, came together and were talking about how frustrated they all were by the enormous information that is on the Internet. We love the Internet, but there is just it's scattered so vastly that it was really challenging to find practitioners that could help them with their pain and also hard for them to reach out to consumers who may be in pain that they could help. So they put their brains together and said, you know what we really need to do is we need to create a site where it's a one-stop shop where people can go and find a practitioner, a variety of different practices in their community to get the help that they need for their pain and at the same time helping holistic practitioners often many of whom don't have the resources to create a website or to create an online presence to get the word out there, help them by hosting and showcasing their practices to the people and making that connection. And so from that little spark, one step at a time, we've been building over the last couple of years and are really pleased with the success and, of course, want it to go even more global. So for our listeners out there, it's www.vitalitylink.com. The reason I'm mentioning this is because someone had sent me an email and said, when you're talking with people on your show, if you could give us their website right up front, we could go to it as we're listening. So what a wonderful opportunity to have people visit Vitality Link. Practitioners needed a place to land so people could be aware of what they're offering. And also, people were looking to access practitioners. So that's what it sounds like to me, that Vitality Link is a handshake based on real needs for practitioners and for consumers. You mentioned people in pain. 
what kind of pain are you talking about? Well, truthfully, there are as many different types of pain as there are people searching for relief. Uh, We have many modalities represented on the site to help all physical pain, mental pain, and spiritual pain. But a few of the most commonly searched conditions on the site are, uh, there's actually nine that stick out. Of course, of course, it's as varied as, as can be, but the nine that stick out the most are allergies and asthma, fatigue mm-hmm. and chronic pain. A lot of people are in chronic pain. Fibromyalgia and arthritis and even stress and anxiety are often the most searched for ailments that people are seeking some holistic remedy for. And so could you repeat those again? Because I know some people might be writing those down. Absolutely. Allergies and asthma, fatigue and chronic pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, and stress and anxiety. I think we all have a little stress and anxiety in our lives. When you're looking at those categories, is it pretty well equal? Chronic pain is probably be the number one because chronic pain really falls in a lot of categories. Someone who is suffering from fibromyalgia is suffering also from chronic pain. Somebody who is under high stress or anxiety also from that is chronic pain. So chronic pain would be, I'd say, the number one, and it's sort of a blanket. And from that, there may be many underlying conditions, but that is the okay. one that certainly people are searching to find some relief. Do you feel that people go to the Vitality Link website, they're in chronic pain, maybe they have exhaustive allopathic remedies for their pain and now they're moving to a holistic or alternative model? Or what's your take on that? The types of people that come, there's sort of two types of health consumers that come to the site. One is mm-hmm. somebody who's already familiar with holistic medicine. Uh, maybe they go to the chiropractor, maybe they go to the acupuncturist, maybe they practice yoga. They're familiar, but they want to expand their horizon, you know, their repertoire of alternative health options. And then there's the person who has been going through the traditional healthcare system and has not found any relief for their pain. They've exhausted all avenues, they've, they've taken the test, they've taken the medicine, the doctor's saying, well, there's really nothing more that we can offer you, but they are still suffering. And those people are the ones that we're really excited come to our site because there's a plethora of options to help them with their pain. Hmm. Now, you're mentioning that there's practitioners that are making themselves available on Vitality Link. What type of practitioners? Can you give some examples? I have to chuckle because currently we have over 3,000 practitioners and they are representing over 400 different modalities. So that's 400 different types of holistic treatment. And they are from 20 different countries. So it's really hard to sort of nail it down, but I'll just give a little handful of some of the treatments. There's acupuncture and biofeedback, Qigong, emotional freedom technique, There's also massage and herbal medicine, which many people are familiar with, hypnotherapy, reflexology, which I actually am a practitioner of, hydrotherapy, and homeopathy. And those are just a few. As I said, we have over 400. Our goal is to ultimately have somebody be able to go to Vitality Link and find a practitioner in their city. But we are spread over 20 countries, and we have 3,000 practitioners, so not every city is going to have a listing. So I just wanted to mention that while some of our practitioners have physical locations where you can go to the massage therapist and they have a studio, for example, there are some modality treatments that are actually done remotely where a consumer connects with a practitioner via Skype or via telephone and they can actually do some of the healing energies and so forth at a great distance. So distance isn't even a factor to deter healing for some people that are looking for a solution. Let's say I'm a practitioner, I live in Sebastopol, California, or I live in somewhere in Nova Scotia, Canada, let's say. How would I find out about Vitality Link? Because I'm sure there's some people listening who are practitioners, because we tend to attract practitioners on the show, and they're saying, wow, didn't know this existed. So curious about how you reach your practitioners out there. That's our biggest challenge, of course, is, is reaching them. There are millions and millions globally. 
we are doing some social media. We have a Facebook page and we, we promote certain articles that our practitioners have written on the site. But I would have to say that the biggest reach for our practitioners is the current practitioners on the site's activity on the site. Because the more practitioners are writing articles, the more practitioners that are putting content onto the site, it's boosting the visibility of Vitality Link. And what happens is consumers are finding Vitality Link before the practitioners are, and they're letting their practitioners know, hey, there's this great site, you know, why aren't you on it? And it sort of snowballs from there. It feels like when you have a real need driving an action, that's the best scenario. It might take a little longer for everybody to get on board, but the people who are getting on board are addressing a real need. The consumers, as you call them, who are landing on the site are having real needs answered. So that sounds pretty darn good to me. Now, how many visits are you getting each month? 35 to 4,500 unique okay. visits a month. In the last two years, or just under two years, we've had 250,000 unique visits to the site. So some okay. months are more busy than others, of course. I find the winter, everybody's getting sick and everybody's looking for solutions. Just before school starts, interestingly, parents are on the website looking on how to keep their kids calm, especially if the little types are nervous about going to school. So there's certain places <laughs> where it is more active than others. You mentioned there's different types of practitioners having their services available on Vitality Link, and you said there's a whole bunch of categories. I know there's a lot of gray area in holistic and alternative medicine. How do you discern the category that you will place people oh. in? Can a practitioner write in and say, I, I connect the dots, and you have a category for connecting the dots, or is there a more rigorous <laughs> protocol that you go through? Well, yeah, that's a very good question. Generally, we already have quite a robust list, as I said, over 400 modalities. How that has grown is that when a practitioner comes and they say, hey, this is something that I do and I don't see it listed, we have a conversation with them. We do our own independent research to see just how many people globally practice that particular modality. If there is one person and they have one website and they invented or created or through divination, they have a holistic therapy that's practiced and they would like to have on Vitality Link. We find that challenging to add to our list. One of the biggest reasons is if there is one person that practices one modality in the entire globe mm -hmm. and we add that to our list, our list is going to be millions of modalities and our users are going to have a really tough time navigating through that. So page up page up page of modalities and trying to sort of ascertain which one is the one that, that they think will help them. So generally, um, if there is a body of practitioners that practice it and there is a global presence, not just a singular person, we tend to ask them for a description, do some research, and add it to our list. And that's how you maintain your quality control and your credibility. So we try to be a very transparent site, and we hold our practitioners responsible for how they portray themselves. We do not check credentials or ask for them to send in their documents that have shown they've gone to X school or Y school, because many modalities, for example, a Reiki, Reiki, you don't go to a school to learn Reiki. You go to a Reiki master. And there's different schools in the United States, as the UK, in Canada, have different regulations. So really, we leave that up to the practitioner in terms of their credibility. We are just creating a platform mm -hmm. for them. To counter that, just say, we do have a review section on every practitioner's profile where users can express their experience with that practitioner or experience with that modality for everybody to see. So somebody says this was bullocks and did nothing for me, they can certainly communicate that so that future users can come and they can make their own decisions based on all the information that they're seeing there. And one area I really liked about your website is that you offer the practitioner an opportunity to answer a list of questions. And through answering these questions, the health consumer can get a better feel for what the practitioner has to offer and see if they're a match. So I really liked that. Yeah. I wanted to compliment you on that. That was a very nice touch. I haven't seen that before. I appreciate you saying that. We really gave a lot of thought. That's something very precious to my heart. To the profiles of the practitioners, they all look the same in their layout. However, we provide a lot of opportunity, helpful hints, and as you said, the questions and answers so that 
the person who comes in pain and looking at a computer screen at 3 in the morning can somehow make a connection, a personal connection with the practitioner. Because that's as important as modality is, especially when you're in pain and you're feeling incredibly vulnerable. So the profile is set up, as you said, to really give a sense of who that practitioner is, how they came to the journey to be where they are, what they like, what they find funny, uh, what their practice Mm -hmm. is like, what it's like to go to a session if you've never been to one, as well as they can upload pictures. We have galleries for the practitioners. They can have pictures of their practice, where they do their therapies. They can have pictures of themselves. That really allows the user to get a real sense of who that person is, develop a connection, which is difficult to do online, and then hopefully get together with that practitioner and get some healing going. Yeah, beautiful. So, Audrey, I have one more question to ask, and then we're going to go to a short little break. Like to revisit, again, the type of health consumer that visits the site. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, it's people in pain, young people, old people. Any idea of what that demographic looks like? No, I honestly don't think that there is a singular demographic. I mean, what we do know is middle class women in North America between the ages of 40 and 55 are Mm -hmm. very open to holistic practices. And they're a high demographic. But truly, in our question and answer section, where users can post a question about their pain and, and practitioners will answer it in a forum, we have mothers looking for remedies for their babies. We have adults looking for some remedies, some therapies for their aging parent. The gamut is across the board. And, and again, globally, we've got people from all over the world asking for questions, asking for information. So it's really difficult to say Exactly. I really think everybody experiences pain. Whoever can manage a computer to get to the site, I guess, would be our demographic. Wanted to share once again with our listeners that Vitality Link's website is www.vitalitylink.com. We're going to go to a short little break where we'll hear a beautiful song called The Creative Island. It was written in Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. And right after that, we will be back with Audrey, and she will share more information on Vitality Link. Listening to Healing Conversations with host Mildred Lynn McDonald on Firefly Willows L I V E. Find out more at FireflyWillows.com. Enjoy the show. And we're back. You know, last night I was looking for a song that would capture the energy of Vitality Link, and I came across that one, and I thought, this is perfect. Yeah, and I awesome. think Audrey will love yeah. this. <laughs> I did, I did. It it ended much too fast. And I will send you, I'll send you a link to it also. Back to Vitality Link. What I'd like to do is approach this from the practitioner perspective. Now, let's say a practitioner wanted to create a profile on Vitality Link. What tools are available to them? And if you could give some examples. Sure. Well, signing up with Vitality Link is really easy. We guide the practitioner each step of the way. Because, again, the challenge online is being able to create a sense of connection between the user and the practitioner, 
we created tools that would inspire the practitioner to think beyond the, this is my address, this is my hours, this is what I do. So as you go through the profile creating process, you're asked thoughtful questions, questions that a user may ask you and encouraged to fill those out. Um, There's several different sections in a profile. Each one is a different category. One is of qualifications. One is who are you as a person. Um, One of them, of course, is your reviews and so forth. One is the question and answer section that you have. But we also offer a profile review process, which is something that I do, one of my tasks that I often enjoy, where let's just use you, Mildred, then you've got a profile, Mm -hmm. you've created, you think you've done a pretty snazzy job. You send me a request saying, could you take a peek and let me know what you think? And then I go through a series of checklists that I have and I review your profile and give any suggestions that would make it warmer or perhaps the language is complicated and complex and and not something easily understood and so forth, I would help you with that. You would give the feedback. I mean, sometimes practitioners say, you know, thanks but no thanks, and sometimes they do make the changes. And we actually have three tiers that we go through all the way up to doing Google AdWords and various other tools that will help your profile show up on, say, a Google search as a higher ranking. So there's quite a few tools available for the practitioner in that regard. We also show you how to write an article. We have a bunch of online presence building tools for your practice that we offer. We have a newsletter that we send out with helpful hints. We've got a practitioner's corner where there's all types of valuable information regarding everything from how you manage your practice right through to the online part portion of your practice and visibility. So there is quite a few tools that help each practitioner engage with the site and with its users. The most important from my perspective, and you alluded to this earlier, is the personalized touch of the review of the profile and the Mm. suggestions on how to enhance it. I have looked at different directories as I researched our program today, and I believe that's quite unique. And having oh, really? experience, yeah, and having experienced the site myself, I really appreciated the guidance. There are many, many excellent practitioners who may or may not know how to market themselves or, let's say, make people aware that they even exist. That's why I feel this personalized touch and vitality link is so important. And I would invite our listeners who are not practitioners, our listeners who go to practitioners, to invite their practitioner or encourage them to become a member of Vitality Link. And I believe, Audrey, that it's free to list your name in the directory at this point. (laughs) It is. I often get emails from practitioners saying, what is the catch? How can this be free? And yes, it, it's true. It, it has been free. Um, and it is still free. Uh, we are, however, this year, somewhere in 2014, we're looking at creating a tier membership program. We will still have a free membership, absolutely, with the current bells and whistles and support that you yourself are are getting as a practitioner on the site. We're looking at actually adding even more, more assistance, more personalized assistance um, in terms of marketing and so forth, some guidance, sort of a little bit of peer, one-on-one, how to improve your practice. The details are not all hammered out. We're still kicking that can around, but those would be uh, four fees. But yes, I would say run to Vitality Link now and sign up and be part of the team because it is, yes, it is free. And also for the practitioners and for the health consumers, it's a very easy site to navigate. And as people probably know, creating an easy-to-navigate site only happens when people care and they put a lot of thought into it. So I wanted to compliment and acknowledge you, Audrey, and your team for creating such a beautiful site because it is a pleasure to interact with the site from the perspective of a practitioner and also as a health consumer. So accolades. Thank you very much. I just want to interject that while, yes, we are working on it, we have a lot of feedback from our practitioners and we have over the years on what would be easier, what they would like to see on the site. And we take every single recommendation, suggestion, even complaint, 
we make note of it, it goes into our database, and we use that information to enhance the site, to improve the site. We are, every month we are rolling out another version with tweaks that quite often have come to us from the practitioners. So the practitioners need the accolades as well because they care enough mm-hmm. about the site and believe in it that they are actually helping us to design it. So I just wanted to make sure they got theirs. All right, practitioners, accolades for you too. And let's talk about the type of feedback that you're getting. So if you could share with us maybe some feedback you've received from health consumers and maybe some feedback you've received from practitioners, that would be great. I'm I'm really interested in that. Super, absolutely. I was originally thinking in my head of all the, this is a great site, thank you so much, emails that we get, but but I think really the most, I'm just going to touch on the most important feedback. From the health consumers, the feedback comes in the form of them actually using the site, attending events that the practitioners are holding, going to yoga classes that are up in the event section, making comments on the articles, engaging with the practitioners in the question and answer section, and using the site. That tells us the feedback is the site is working for them. That is our number one happy feedback that we get. The articles, you go to the site and you read some of the articles, several of them have many comments going down back and forth between the practitioner who wrote the article and various consumers. And to us, that is the ultimate positive feedback. I honestly have not got much negative feedback from the users other than usability issues, which again, we take into consideration as we improve the site. No feedback is bad. Some just present more challenges for us, and that's a good thing. In terms of the practitioners, it's really twofold. It's intuitive, it's simple, it's lovely, it's a positive experience for them. They appreciate how it's easy for them to create a profile, it's easy for them to create an article or an event, and so that's the feedback we get. We also get, as I said, a lot of emails suggesting either new modalities or they found a typo or, gee, we'd really love to see this feature on the site and that's something we could really use. For example, automated booking is one that comes up quite often mm-hmm. in feedback. That's something that we're looking at. So that's the, the feedback we get. It's lovely when we get the, you guys are so awesome, but really we're so busy moving forward and wanting to do more that the other feedback, people are using the site, and these are some tweaks that could, could really help. Those are the ones that we really, we really enjoy biting into. On your home page, I believe that you can ask a question. If I typed in a question, where does that go? I love that feature. That's actually just new from last year. Well, if you came to the site and you looked around, you weren't finding any answers that were clear to you or you have a very specific issue that you wanted some information about, you would post your question in there and it would take you to the Q&A section, which is a page on our site, where your question is posted and you would leave your email address so that as practitioners and other consumers respond to it, you'll be notified so that you can keep tabs on question and the answers that come to it. And we have a feature for practitioners where they can say, they can request to us, it's a functionality, just a little button. I'm a chiropractor and I'm happy to help anybody who has questions about spine pain, back pain, lower back pain, you know, chronic pain, please notify me if somebody asks that question. So if you were to post a question about severe back pain and nothing's helping me, what can I do? That practitioner and others who have requested it get notified. They get directed to your question. They answer your question. Sometimes they can say, you know, here's something you can do right now at home, hot and cold, switch the two on your lower back, do that for 20 minutes a day or whatever. Other ones will say, find a chiropractor in your area or here's my phone number or here's another person I think might be able to help you. And so the Q&A is wonderful for that. People can get some answers to what they want and engage with the practitioners. And you and I can go and just read them and see what the replies are. I get a real sense for some of the practitioners that are participating have a real sense of passion and caring towards these people in pain. And, and so that, again, helps create a relationship between the users and the practitioners. So when you type in a question, it goes to a real person or several people who are in some capacity qualified to tackle your question in a way that's meaningful to you. That's wonderful. And additionally, other users 
who go to the site and go, I have back pain, and, oh, there's a quest. Somebody asked that question. I'm going to see what those people had to say. And I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that is feeling this right now. And, oh, there's some great solutions that that person got I'm going to try. So, yeah, it's, it's great community building. How can practitioners and the health consumers support Vitality Link today? And I know you're in an expansion stage because you alluded to that a little earlier, but is there anything tangible people can do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. First and foremost, join Vitality Link um, and right. use the site. Go take a look, poke around if you're a practitioner, create a profile, play with the site, see how you like it, see what you think of it. Secondly, tell everybody you know. Tell your mom, your dad, your kids, your teachers, your clerk at the store, and your practitioners if you're a user, the ones that you go to see, or if you're interested in becoming one, tell everybody you know about the site, vitalitylink.com. That's the biggest thing you can do to support. If you do decide to join the site, contribute articles, events, the Q&A participation, it has immense value because it breathes life into the site which increases our audience, which increases their users coming to them and their practices growing. So that would be the very first thing. And also, just to let you know, we do also have a means that both practitioners and health consumers who value the site, who value what the site is trying to accomplish, who want to be part of that, that movement, can contribute financially to the Vitality Link. And we've actually had some wonderful generosity from practitioners and users alike who have mm-hmm. made some small financial contributions, which all add to the growth of the site and are so valued and so appreciated. And then, of course, there's if you are a practitioner, we've created a banner advertising for the practitioners on the site, which showcase their practice through the website. And we're really excited about it. And it's quite an expensive advertising option for practitioners that couldn't normally afford to advertise. So those are the sort of the three. But definitely join and use the site. That's, that's the best support you can give. And you were mentioning for practitioners the banner ad program. If a practitioner is listening and they say, I'd love to have a banner ad, but I have no idea how to create one, that's the hurdle. I believe you have a little mm-hmm. solution for that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yes, I do know that then. <laughs> I do it. I offer, I offer my services to do it for you. As Mildred Loon will attest, yes, she said, I'd like a banner ad. And I said, okay. And she says, can you do it? Because I don't think I can. And I said, yes, I can. And you were quite happy with it. It was a beautiful banner ad. Even more important, it removed the hurdle. It removed the question mark, anything that would stand right. in the way of participating on the site. So you're a very genuine and sincere person, and I really appreciate your generosity, and I know that you would extend that to other practitioners as appropriate based on your availability. I was impressed with that. I have another question. What is the vision for Vitality Link moving forward? The dream is to become the go-to holistic matchmaker for people in pain who aren't finding solutions with conventional medicine. That is the vision, the go-to site, the WebMD meets Harmony.com. So that is really our ultimate goal, that whenever anybody's in pain or if there's any practitioners out there, whether they're sole practitioners working out of their home or whether they're part of a clinic, that that's the site that people come together. That's the vision. How we get there, that's always evolving, absolutely. Holistic therapies and information about those therapies, easily accessible and mainstream around the globe, that's the big picture. And we've already started to do that. But to become the go-to site for holistic practitioners and people in pain, that's our vision. The holistic matchmaker. That's really good. You'll have to do something with that. That really caught my ear. On a personal level, I'd love to know what you find most rewarding about working with the Vitality Link project. What is it that jingles your bells? That's a lovely jingle for my bells. I'm going to use that if you don't mind. That really jingles my bells. What jingles my bells, hands down, it's the people. It's the people that I get the privilege of interacting with, whether it's providing community support, as I am community support, and finding solutions, making people happy, making things smooth for people so that they can do what they do best, whether it is healing themselves or whether it is healing others. It's really the people. I love to generate excitement 
I love to inspire people. I manage the Facebook page. I love finding quotes of inspiration, and I love that people share them because sometimes a little inspiration, a little hope, a little kindness is all mm-hmm. that we have and can make all the difference in the world. So, yes, working for Vitality Link, it's, it's working with the people. It's making them excited. Okay. It's knowing that people are going to get healthy. Yeah. We're going to have another short break. We're almost finished. We're going to listen to a beautiful song called Both Sides of the Tweet. I hope you like it, Audrey, and I hope our listeners like it. When we come back, I'm hoping that you will share with us a little bit of what's in store for Vitality Link over the next year. listening to Healing Conversations with host Mildred Lynn McDonald on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. And we're back again. Are you there, Audrey? I am. Thank you. Excellent. How did you like that song? That was good, too. Again, too short. Will you send me the link to that one as well? <laughs> That's by Rita and Mary Rankin from Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia. And what I really love about that song is the friendship part. Did you have a little bit of time to think about what's going to be on the horizon for Vitality Link over the next year that you might share with people? Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually very excited about it, so it's at the top of my mind. We've actually just made the site mobile and tablet-friendly, which is great. So people are able to, to now grab their phone or their tablet and say, I don't want to go to yoga today, and where's a yoga class in my community on the go, which is great. The biggest project that we're working on right now is a Groupon-esque page where the practitioners can offer specials for their goods and services to the public. And we've already been contacted by several excited practitioners for that. So users can go to the site, they can go to that page, and they can see, you know, 50% off of massage for the month of March, two-for-one coupon for herbal remedies, uh, cold remedies, you know, whatever they are, but they'll be able to do that. So we're quite excited about providing that for the practitioners. And, of course, we're constantly tweaking the site with new innovations and innovative and intuitive tools so that the users are having an enjoyable experience. As well, as I mentioned earlier briefly, since Vitality Link started, it has been free to join. And again, we are looking Mm -hmm. at creating a tier membership plan to create some revenue so we continue growing. And those are sort of some of the two two big pieces. Of course, what ends up happening is practitioners and users contact us with some fabulous ideas, and those go into the idea box. And so we do leave space for innovative ideas that come to us from you and from your listeners and our practitioners. So, yeah, we never do know exactly what's going to come down the pike. And it's so refreshing to have a real person that's open to listening to ideas because so many people have ideas based on real needs, and they may sit there and say to themselves, I have this great idea, but I have nowhere to put it. Mm -hmm. And even if I find Mm -hmm. a place to put it, is there a real person that's going to listen to me? If someone wanted to get a hold of you, Audrey, how would they do that if they had an idea or they had a question about Vitality Link? Well, they can certainly email us at community support at vitalitylink.com. That's community support at vitalitylink.com. They could also find me directly on the site just searching my name, Audrey Frawley. <laughs> they could also reach out through our Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Vitality Link. And just going to the website, which is 
www.vitalitylink.com. There are several areas on every page throughout the website where it says reach us, contact us, have a question, have an idea. Anything else that you'd like to share before we beam off and enjoy this beautiful Sunday? I would like to say thank you. I'd like to share my gratitude to you, Mildred Lynn, for your encouragement and for this opportunity to get the word out. And hopefully we've enlightened a person or two. The word will spread and Vitality Link will be the go-to matchmaker for holistic practitioners and people in pain. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for What's Your Prescription for Balance? 